Welcome to Remember the Texans, episode number two. So welcome back to Remember the Texans. And guest number one, we've got our inaugural guest here on the show. We'll get all into your background in a minute, but Amobi Okoye, former Houston Texans defensive lineman, the youngest player in NFL history, youngest player ever drafted in the first round of the Houston Texans back in 2007. Uh, it's when I started working for the team. I was an intern out of college, and Amobi, I believe you were 19 years old, had just gotten drafted by the Texans. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Got to be the the, you know, the first guest, and uh, you know, so this is this is this is fun. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Guest of honor, man. Guest of honor. So, uh, Amobi and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, when I was thinking about, all right, so I recorded the first episode last week, uh, and it was me with uh, Noah Outlaw, our producer, uh, and I was kind of just doing a monologue the whole time, uh, and I was planning on having somebody on the first week, and I thought, who could I call? And uh, the first person that came to mind, man, I was thinking the, the premise of the show, remember the Texans. Uh, we're looking back on uh, moments in Texans history. We're rediscovering the team as they embark on this new era under D'Amico Ryans. I couldn't think of anybody better uh, than the guy who was a first-round pick, a precocious rookie out of, uh, out of Louisville, Louisville legend, uh, the number 10 overall pick, if I'm remembering correctly, back in 2007. It's this. It's right. It's right. Shout out to uh, Rick Smith, the former GM for – Taking me and uh, Coach Gary Kubiak, then uh, you know this is this is really, this was some uh, some good times, man. Always uh, once a Texan, always a Texan, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and you played for the team for four seasons, 2007 through 11. I remember your first month. You're you're the NFL Rookie of the Month. Uh, four sacks in your first month. Yeah, uh, yeah. I took the came out of the gate. I came out the gate and took the the NFL by storm, and. Uh, you know, thought it was just gonna be that easy all the time, and nah, nah, nah. You gotta, you gotta put the work in, and um, and I, I, uh, I definitely did that, uh, you know, and um, so it was a good uh, seven years uh, tenure, and um, had the illness that cut it short, but um, my seven years was 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 great. I enjoyed it. I like, I am privileged, and I, I am thankful, and um, you know, it's given me a lot, and I'm just, um, you know, just just grateful. Well, and uh, you mentioned the illness, and, and for those of you who don't know, Moby actually went into a, a coma, a medically-induced coma back in 2013, and um, I want to dive into that. We're going we're gonna to talk about a lot on this show today. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about your background, how you you know started in the NCAA uh, at Louisville at, at 16 years old, how you made it to the NFL and how, you know, from Nigeria. Uh, originally, I want to talk about memories of the Texans. You, know, you played with D'Amico Ryans, mm-hmm. the Texans head coach, for several years. And you and I were talking previously. We both you know, we want to talk about the first game. Uh, of course, the Texans lost twenty-five to nine to the Ravens. But we're looking at silver linings here on this show. So yes. we'll talk about Will Anderson. We'll talk about the defense. We'll talk about C.J. Stroud. Okay. Some things like that. Um, and you know, we'll get we'll get into all that. But I, first, first things first. Some maybe just your your impressions of the Texans right now. You know, what did you think about that first game? And we'll dive into it more later for sure. Um, you know, I was I was I was impressed. You know, um, you know, it's it's the expectations and 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 and, and the, the the urgency from the from the fan base. You just gotta chill, man. You know, we 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, and uh, but what I've seen so far has been good. I always knew we we're gonna have a good defense just off of you know D'Amico Ryan's and his pedigree and. Um, Playing uh, with him and Ray was just ready to run through a wall with him and all that. So I know he's got those boys ready defensively. So offensively, um, 
things are gonna uh, you know mature, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. We just we just gotta be patient. Yeah, and you can find us uh, here. Remember the Texans on the Apollo H O U network, Apollo Houston here at their headquarters downtown Houston, Texas. I got the Matt Schaub and Derek Stingley jerseys behind me that they put up here. Well, should have brought a number 91 jersey for you, but. Um, Maybe we'll start doing jersey swaps on this show. Yeah. I don't have a jersey to swap with people, but, you know. Uh, but but oh, I'm sure fine. you got – Do you have, how many – like what kind of jersey collection do you have at, at your place? Do you have, you know, other players' jerseys? Do you have a big collection? Uh, I won't say I have a big collection. I wasn't I – didn't, I didn't collect too many when I was playing. I, don't, I should have, but uh, probably should start catching, getting some more. But uh, guys that obviously um, – I played with in college, like Elvis um, – that was yeah, uh, Deion Branch, uh, you know, a lot of Louisville guys. So, yeah. I remember you doing something with LeBron James when you were like a rookie or one of your first years in the league with the Nike connection, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We did a jersey swap uh, uh, my rookie year. It's not a bad one so, to have. Yeah, so that's one that got as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Amobi, um, you know, I mentioned you were with the team. I was 2007 to 11. And what – what are some of your memories of of D'Amico Ryan's personal? You know, you played with him on the defense. You're a defensive tackle. You know, he was the the middle linebacker, the captain of the defense. What jumps out to you when you think about those days? Um, definitely his leadership. That's no doubt. That, that that stood out. It like stuck stuck out like a sore thumb. Like you could you could you could, he was a born leader. You can just tell it in him. He knows he knew how to uh, communicate with you know his this, his peers, and so. Um, just, just the the communication and talking to you was 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 detrimental. He knew he knew how to do that, and uh, and then obviously he led by example. So you would see him do it, and you'd be like, okay, I gotta go do my stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. What did you think about when the Texans made the move to hire him? I I, I was I, I I was ecstatic. I, I was hoping it happened because. Honestly, if it didn't, uh, we'll probably, I probably wouldn't have been in this chair talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 you said you might have like revoked your Texan citizenship. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would have. I would have. I, I would have just like you know. Obviously, I played for the Bears as well, and so they're like the second team I cheer, I cheer for. Uh, if that would have happened, then Texas would just been wiped away, and it would have been only Bears. <laughs> Man, but it's and I know uh, you know the press conference was an awesome thing to see and um, and that, that was one of the coolest things to me. I talked about this on the last episode of the show last week that going to that press conference, seeing like thirty former teammates, teammates there, you know, yeah, you can tell. I mean, you can tell just uh, that that the guys are excited, man, and and I think that's the way the fan base feels too. You know? Yes, yes, yes. I know. I think we we just gotta enjoy it like you know enjoy it win lose or draw just enjoy it like and know that the more you enjoy, you enjoy it possibly the more the, the positive the, the the outcome is going to be mm-hmm. so i would just say that to the fans enjoy it and just don't don't get critical just enjoy it so let's get into your background a little bit here uh, as i mentioned at the top of the show you were drafted in the first round in 2007 at the age of 19, and which made you the youngest player ever drafted in the first round, still today in NFL history. Um, first of all, when you when you hear that, when you when you look back on that, like is that crazy to you to think about? Uh, yeah, I think it resonates more now than when I played. 
because when I played it, it, it and and when it happened, it, it felt like the norm to me. It felt like what I was supposed to be doing at the time. I guess that's why I got so advanced because I would always feel like I was supposed to be doing what I'm doing at that time and moment. I'm not supposed to be doing anything like mm-hmm. you know below or whatever. So, um, but after I've been after I've got done playing, it's 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 become much more. Um, um, it's, been, uh, it's more shocking to me in a sense. Like yeah, more, I set in like, a little more. Probably. Set in a little more, yeah. Because then, you know, you know, see, you know, these kids like that now that are uh, uh, um, coming out of high school and you know, size and frame, and I'm like, some big kids. But I was like, I was that size though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's guess what? Uh, sometimes it reminds me of how special it, it was then. Well, and how did you how did you end up getting to the league so early? So I started school very early back home in Nigeria, and uh, in order to um, go from elementary to middle school, you have to take an entrance exam in Nigeria, and I took mine in the fifth grade, made good enough scores to skip the sixth to go to the seventh. Hmm. So that's how I was able to be two, call it two and a half years advanced. Got it. And I know you moved to Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, when you were 12. Yeah. And and then you started, I, I remember, I remember discussing way back in the day that you were thinking about going to Harvard maybe and you ended up <laughs> you ended up choosing Louisville instead for football right yeah so um I, I started getting all these um college um, um looks and um you know African parents and as a lot of people know education is like number one like mm-hmm. everything education 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 so my dad found out I was getting all these um offers from these schools and Harvard happened to be one of the people that was sending letters and when my dad, when that letter came in, my you know my dad was stoked. He was just like, "Yes, yes, Harvard, Harvard." I was like, "Yeah, dad, but you know their their, their football program is not." Just, I don't care about their football program. This is Harvard. <laughs> so and you, you were know, like fifteen at the time. Yeah, right? phew, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I was thir- thirteen. Wow. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen at the time. So, um, yeah, all, I was getting all. The, I guess the the very first uh, official offer I got was from Georgia Tech. Mm. Yeah, and then all of them started coming in. Dartmouth, Morth, I'm saying it right. Um, yeah, Clemson, all the schools were coming in there. Started, started coming in. Yeah, and you started playing in college at 16, right? Yeah, so Louisville, where I eventually decided to go to, and the reason I picked them because my high school, um, then anybody in Huntsville, Alabama, where I, where I moved to, where I moved from Nigeria, um, it's like north of Alabama, so... Um, it's not that far from Kentucky mm-hmm. and Louisville. And we would go to my high school, we'd go to a full contact camp there every year, like every summer. And from there, we just kind of got like, got accustomed to it, you know? And so Louisville just, I just liked it. And I, uh, the uh, medical program, because I was going to med, I was going to med, uh, medicine, they had a really strong good medical program. And then it was, um, like I said, distance-wise, it, it was out-of-state school because, you know, in high school, you always want to go to out-of-state. Yeah, I'm from Mississippi, and yeah, I, I went to California, like, as far away as... <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so for me, it was still it was a way of being out-of-state, but at the same time, distance-wise, not being too far because it was only, like, a four-hour drive from Huntsville to mm-hmm. um, four, four-and-a-half-hour drive from Huntsville to Louisville. So that's what made all the uh, decisions to go there, man, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad yeah. I did my... And, and, and playing in Louisville... In Kentucky, in Kentucky, it's it's it was similar to like growing up in Alabama because there's no professional teams, mm-hmm. so the college teams are the heart of 
the town, the city, and so yeah, it was it was like you had to you had to perform. Yeah. So all these years later, you're still here in Houston. I know you're out in the Katy area. Um, I, I take it you uh, like what was it about Houston that you know made you love the city, made you want to stick around here? So I've actually I had visited Houston once prior to getting drafted here uh, with a, on a family visit. It's like oh, it's like when I was in college, oh three, oh three, oh two, oh three, one of those. And so I've re- I had already kind of as far as the atmosphere and climate and all that, and the uh, I knew a little bit about the Nigerian community and African community because my dad actually um, um, went to college at Texas uh, Southern University and um, did his masters at Prairie View. Oh, so. Wow. He, that's why when, if you watch the video from us getting drafted, he was like the most stoked out of everybody because he's like, I'm going back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was excited. And so, um, so he wasn't too mad at you for skipping out on Harvard? I don't know. No. No, nah, no. Nah. He's like, uh, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So when, 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 I, when we, you know, when, when, when they drafted me out here and I, and I got out here and I just noticed the, the, Big African community and just the way the the the, the city supports the team. Mm-hmm. I said I'm going to retire here. Yeah, I'm going to retire, and then I have my daughter now, and even solidifies it more. So I'm like, yes, I am, I am, I am going to be a Texan for life. And what are some things that stand out to you? Some, you know, fondest memories, if you will, of uh, your time playing for the Texans. Um. Uh, all all the games against freaking Peyton Manning, because <laughs> those were not those those were you know you had to you had to really get your stuff together ready for mm-hmm. um what else uh, yeah I don't think the Texans won very many of those against the Colts when uh, back in those days back in those days yeah the Andre Johnson fight for sure oh yeah. <laughs> That's got to be one of the most iconic moments in team oh, history, I think. Oh, definitely. Against Cortland Finnegan, Tennessee Titans. It, 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 was, it was uncharacteristic of, of, of Andre. Just so it was like, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> he showed some, you know, uh, uh, a lot of personality. Like, you know, like he shows, he's always showed his personality, but, you know, he kept himself and he never really. But that was that shocked everybody. Like, yeah. I remember yeah. I was up in the press box for that. Um, you know, I was writing for the team website and. And I remember sitting up there with all the media, and I think that was in a pretty rough season, and we were losing that game. I think it was like a shutout game, and that when that happened, I remember it felt like it felt like the movie Gladiator. You know, like <laughs> everybody in the stadium was up on their feet, cheering, yeah. giving them a standing ovation, running off the field. You know, I mean, that was, and I can't imagine being down on the field. For oh that. man, you had the you had the birds little, eye, the up close view. Adrenaline rush because I was just sitting on because the offense was off because was on the field, the defense was on the bench. And just sitting on the bench, and you, you look at the, the screen, and you look at the field. Oh snap! It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a. I think if you ask most fans, like that's one of their uh, you know all time favorite moments too. And that's, I love hearing that from a guy who was on the team, man. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you had some. You had uh, you know Arian Foster. I think had his big breakout season when you were there as well. Yeah, hey, hey, I. <laughs> I got Mr. Arian all the time about this. So. When he came in as a rookie, and uh, you know we 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 knew about his talent, but no, nobody really knew. Like, and so when and when he started shining, it was like, oh snap, this, this guy's good, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, during um, 
the Ricky Hazen and stuff and, and, and the singing and he, he rapped. And I used to mess with him because I would always be like, I would be like, you look like Drake. And he didn't like that. Because uh, I was like, oh, so I see why. I see why he didn't, he never, yeah, never yeah. liked because he, because he, because he, he got the talent too. Right. Because so they like, have to do like a, it's like a talent show, right? Where they got to do some kind of a performance in front of the team. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so he rapped and, I, and then I was like, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> dude, you can really rap. <laughs> That's why he doesn't like being called Drake. Right, right. And now he's Bobby Fino, you know? Bobby Fino, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep in touch Spitting with him? raps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Those, I mean, there's a lot of great players in those teams, man. You know, and uh, when I look back, I mean, that's obviously I'm biased because that's when I was there. But my favorite, that's my favorite time. You know, of thinking about the team. And it was this, you know, it's the, the 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 youngest franchise. So right. like, you know, everything we do is just the first, and it's you know, and so it's like we we it's, that's why it's so memorable. Right. Right. And those good times, and especially the, the, the players and all the. Like, uh, I remember getting drafted, and uh, uh, Andy had a Nigerian Andy uh, Kalu, yeah, had a Nigerian flag because they put him put his put him right next to me in the locker room to you know help me transition, and a Nigerian flag sitting right there waiting for me, and I was like, man, this is gonna be a good locker room. Yeah, <laughs> the guys are already like you know accepting you, understanding you, so yeah. Well, and you look back at the history of Rick Smith and the first round draft picks, you know, and all the all the talent he brought in, and Gary Kubiak, you know, on, on the coaching side. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, and those, those guys, all those coaches went and won the Super Bowl in Denver, you know, a couple of years after they left oh, yeah. Houston. So, um, man, I think back about like guys like Jacoby Jones, uh, Connor Barwin, of course, friend of ours. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you were you were there in uh, with. In the good old days, as far as I'm concerned. Oh so. God, doggy, yeah. Um, How's it? How has it been? Um, uh, Amar 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 Green was like the running back when first. I'm on Green, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember Slayton. the. Yeah, Steve. So when I got there in 07, there was, I think Slayton was 08 rookie. Uh, Ron Dane was on the team. What, what's the what's the Brown? Um, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Back. Yeah, we had Chris Brown, the running back and the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, man, that was that was uh, what 15, 16 years ago now. Jesus Christ, time flies. And uh, and that man, Houston's changed a lot. The team has changed a lot. We did talk about this last week, though, that you know the Texans were still the youngest franchise, right? Mm -hmm. And the only franchise that's never even been to a conference championship game, you know, let alone a Super Bowl. So Texans have that distinction. Yeah, we got it. We got it. It's all right, man. We we gonna get there. I think we're gonna get there, man. I mean, I think um, you know it's gonna be a long, a long road back. But you know, with D'Amico there, with the front office, with some of the young players, the pieces are, are intact, man. You know, and um, just just gotta believe. Yeah. Like in, uh, uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso. Like Ted Lasso. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know if you were making a Ted Lasso reference there. Um, I love you. Watch that show. You oh yeah, oh, man. Football, I know football is life. <laughs> well, that was your favorite first sport, right? Soccer, yeah, yeah, soccer, soccer, track and field. First, man, things I knew. So what? So what do you think about? Um, let's talk. Let's talk about the current Houston Texans, the twenty twenty three Texans. Um, for how much? You know, how often do you go to games as a former player? A lot. I try to go to quite a bit. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I like. I still like to. You know. 
see what the what the, what the team's looking like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, watch, and then when I don't when I don't actually go to those games, I'll try to you know catch them on TV for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, they they look good so far, man. I'm, I think um, defensively is our strengths, of course. Like I said, we're having a defensive coach that we, that was gonna gonna definitely happen. But uh, offensively, is is we're starting to we're, we're starting to gel. Which we only t- we only were one well, we're one game in. So right. I mean, from what I've seen from the preseason and this one game, I am I'm happy. Hmm. You know, uh, I'm optimistic. But at the same time, you know, we are talking about the NFL. It's a lot. Everybody in this in this league, every squad is is, is doing something to get better too. So competition gets tougher. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of how better we've gotten, so we just got to keep on getting better. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at silver linings from from that first game, and that's we're all about the silver linings here on this show. Um, you know, and I, and I think the big one. You mentioned the defense, like Will Anderson, you know the the rookie from Alabama. I mean, uh, man, he broke through the Stud. he broke through a hole and got his first sack. You know, against Lamar Jackson, fellow Louisville guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. That, that kind of that was like a, a uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> conflicting feelings on that one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear right, you. right, right. Yeah, but you know, and he was he was all over the backfield. Jonathan Grenard, I think, looked really good. I mean, they gave up 25 points. They lost the game. But, you know, I thought, you know, you can see that there's talent there. And uh, Jalen Carter, I know, from Georgia is getting a lot of hype for – he's going to get a lot of hype for rookie of the year because he plays on Philly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we're, we're, we are the unofficial, official Will Anderson rookie of the year headquarters right here because yeah. I think I think that dude's going to have a monster season. Yeah. And I think he's going to be worth everything. And you – you played with uh, with Mario Williams, right? Right, right. Speaking, right, right. speaking of you know premier pass rushing talents, um, you know, and I think I think Will Anderson. Will, yeah, he's a stud, he's a stud man. He's a stud. I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to him just perfecting his craft because um, you know, it's the lineman is it's always something you can work on. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the little nuances right there and there to just to 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 because second at quarterback, you think about this the, the time the time clock on those. Uh, on these off, on these on these in these offense NFL offensive systems now it was like it's, they're trying to get the ball out quick so it was like you got to find a way to, to beat this man and go get the sack yeah yeah absolutely and and I'll say another silver lining for me from the game was you know CJ Stroud I know he didn't have any touchdowns but he didn't have any interceptions and I thought I thought he looked like he was poised you know there were a couple drives where he was carving up the defense, you know, completing passes over the middle. I think he had a couple of plays where they called a holding penalty. One was BS that negated a really nice third down he had. There's another one where he, he scrambled out. He, he completed what would have been a, a nice first down pass, but the receiver dropped it. I mean, I, I think considering the offensive line's banged up, considering he's a rookie playing at Baltimore, you know, in his first start ever, um, I mean, you know – that's a tough place to play. I think, uh, I think he showed. I think he showed um, some real signs that he could be the guy. Resilience. I mean, what like, what, are, what are your thoughts on him? And how, I don't know how much you watched him back when he was at Ohio State. Um, but what do you, I mean? The Texans have been looking for a quarterback forever, right? Like we've been like, we've been looking for a franchise quarterback forever. Um, and you know, the hope is maybe he could be that guy. So you know, obviously going into the draft, my whole thing was if if we don't take either. 
um, Bryce or CJ, then what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? And, um, yeah, so he has a lot of upside, man. You just, you know, you just pray for health. I mean, look at the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. If you're not, if, right. If, if you're not, if you're not man, healthy I, out there, you can't, you can't, you can't. I felt bad for the Jets, man. I did. I felt, you I, know, Robert I, Sala, who was yes. on the coaching staff when you were on the Texans as a heck quality a, control assistant. Heck of a coach, man. Just that, 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 that went, went about it the right way. Mm. You know, went about it the right way. Same to D'Amico. Went about it the right way. Yeah, man. I remember it was a pretty crazy coaching staff when you were there because Robert Sala was a, like a defensive quality control Tro- coach. Right. I think he became assistant linebackers coach. And then you had Matt LaFleur was an offensive quality uh-huh. control coach. You had Mike McDaniel, who's now the coach of the Miami Dolphins, was an offensive assistant. That's crazy. Kyle Shanahan, of course, on the team. And then D'Amico on the, on the, as playing uh. on the team. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty stacked squad, think man. about it, yeah. That's a pretty – now, uh, the other thing I'll say, my, my last silver lining from this game was D'Amico Ryans looked like he was pissed off. And I know that sounds kind of stupid, but I like that, man. It's like, of course, you'd rather see him happy. You'd rather yeah, see the Texas winning. Yeah, but, but you could not, tell – Not satisfied, man. Nah, you can tell it on the sideline. He's, he's not he's, – he's not – D'Amico, that's, a thing, that's, that's, that's one thing I would say. Um, even when as a player, you know he mediocrity, mediocrity was not it was not just he hated it. Hmm. You know he really hated that. Like he wanted to be great. He used to say that all that be great today, be great today. He used to always say that. Hmm. So yeah, I can see that. I can see that aspect of him coming out and showing out, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. What kind of I mean, what kind of stuff did you learn from him as as a young player? Um, like patience, like, like, like really, like, not like being serious about what you're doing, but, 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 but like not, not like overexerting yourself in a sense. Like, mm. yeah, but, but like, but, but being serious about it, you know, mm-hmm. just even kill kind of, you know, yeah, I think I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, and we got the home opener coming up this weekend, uh, and you were talking about, you know, looking at going to that game. J.J. Watt's uh, Ring of Honor is coming up in, in a few weeks, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of, you know, former players like yourself at that one. Yeah. Um, what else? What are you so, looking forward to? Uh, then about D'Amico. Um, yeah. My second year, which is his third year, or is it the first year? One of these. Um, he started in 06, so yeah, yeah. In the, in the, in the off season, we uh, I want to say it was my my second year in the league. Yeah, um, he came to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yeah, the Derby. You guys went together. Yeah, yeah, man, it was fun. That was that was fun. So time. somewhere is there a picture of you guys in some seersucker suits? It's got to be. It's got to <laughs> be. I gotta, I gotta dig them somewhere in, uh, in the archives. But yeah, it was a good time. Um, who else came that year? Oh, um, uh, I remember Catfish. That. Wow, Chris White. Chris White, yeah. Catfish. Was he? Is that his nickname because he's from Mississippi? Yeah. Is that why? <laughs> Chris White, man, I remember he played at Southern Miss, uh, center on the team. So, 
I remember seeing uh, Matt Schaub and Kevin Walter going up there one year as well. So, were you kind of like the uh, the the host when you were there? Uh, yeah. Pre- or when during, you were the lay of the yeah, land. Yeah, when I played, I would, I would, I would, I would, they would um, sometimes come to me for, for advice about it because you know, playing in college and working, <laughs> working, the, working it as a college student, and then going to it as a NFL player and kind of know the ins. Oh, you outs. worked at the Derby as a college student? Oh, I sure did. Man, I can imagine the stories from that. Sure, they sell, selling programs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've still never been to the Derby, man. Yeah, I think it's everybody should do it once. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, there's no unique way to do it. Like I've done it in college for in the infields, and I've done it obviously when I was in the NFL in the millionaire's role, and it's like all different ways to do it. Yeah, but it's fun just. Placing those bets in and watching those horses and just go, 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 go. <laughs> Man, I, I wanted to ask you on a, a little more serious note. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, you know, you had um, a pretty serious medical issue back mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. 2013. And I think you said this this earlier this year was 10 years. Yeah, this day. March 15th of, 20, of, of, of this year made it the 10-year anniversary. So, so what happened? It was uh, when I mean, because you were you were playing for the Bears, right? And then went to the Cowboys. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I had just finished my second season with the Bears, and uh, it was it was free agency. Um, the defensive line coach and Lovey at the time um, were, were like, you know, uh, I think they had just they had let go of both of them at that time. Yeah, because. Um, Rod Marinelli, uh, he got the job, the defensive coordinator and um, defensive line, defensive line coach and uh, a job in the, with the Cowboys. And prior to the illness, he had already been talking to my agents. Uh, well, they had already been talking to my agents, saying that you know, we would like for him to, you know, to, Marinelli would want him to come, come with him in in, in uh, Dallas. Yeah. And then the illness happened, and Marinelli was like, "Oh man, well, you know, sorry to hear that. If if if." If, he, if uh, you know, God's grace, when he gets cleared from it, I want him to still come and play for me. So that's how I end up still going to Dallas huh. and trying to uh, play in Dallas. But um, you know, we gave it a try, but the illness was still. Well, there. you went into a, it was a. I forget exactly the name of the um, condition you had, but you were in a uh, coma for a little while. Yeah, right? it's called. It was called uh, anti-NMDA autoimmune encephalitis. Mm. So the key word really is the encephalitis, but it's the autoimmune illness. And um, what happened was a virus attacked my brain receptors. So it was like the body fighting itself kind of ordeal. Hmm. Uh huh. So they and uh, what the, what what causes what it what it causes is a, is a seizures. That's those what triggered the whole thing. I, I just when I'm talking with you right now, I was talking with my dad and one of my best friends from college. Um, he was playing in the CFL at the time and came in town and you know, I said it was off season so we were training getting ready f- for um, his season to start and, you know, and then me just getting ready for free agency and, um, and stuff trained like real hard for like two three weeks or so mm-hmm. uh, I was actually training before that and he came in town and we had trained for like a good two weeks that weekend we were going to go to Miami to decompress from our vigorous training. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is, I think it was Friday, Friday of that, uh, uh, of, uh, 
March 15th of 2013, just when I'm talking with you, I'm talking with my dad and him. And um, from what I was told, I had a seizure. Hmm. Started foaming in the mouth and all that. So they rushed me to the hospital, um, did some tests, didn't think it was that serious, sent me back home. And this is what I was told. I don't remember. I don't remember this at all. We go back. I go back home. Um, apparently, had a couple more seizures. As soon as I got home, they rushed me right back to the uh, to another hospital. Then that's when I started staying in the hospital, and I was in the hospital months. Then eventually, this when they tried so much they couldn't diagnose anything. They put me in the induced coma mm. to suppress the brain and. That's when they came up with the anti-NMDA autoimmune encephalitis. Wow. Then August 7th comes around. That was the first time that I was actually coherent and aware of my surroundings. But I'm thinking it's still March 15th. Damn. Yeah. So. so four, almost four months. Exactly. Damn it, five months. And uh, I'm like, no, it's March 15th. The, Damn, that sounds like a the, the, the like nurse, a movie or something. Yeah, the nurse. I remember the nurse brings me my. Um, this is like I said. This was the first time I I started becoming actually like aware of my surroundings and the current. I was still in a fog, but that's the first time I remember like 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 waking up, hmm. and which I was thinking is still March fifteenth and it's August seventh. Then I started having to go through all kind of therapy. From there on, learning ABCs, one through threes, like, yeah. Wow. And then, and, uh, and then you went, but you, you came back and, uh, yeah, then, right. And you made, you made a comeback attempt with the Cowboys. Yeah, I made the full, um, full recovery to, actually to like a human, actually to like a human state, but I was not on athlete especially professional nfl player state of mind and mm -hmm. just a complete state of of everything so, but uh shout out to the cowboys at, at least for wanting to and then give me an opportunity to try to make that comeback you know because uh, the relationship with the um, um rod, rod at the time so they worked with me the, the, i was with the team the whole year um and then this, you know the season that was the same season with the desk catch yeah. Oh, Des Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was, so, as soon as that damn catch happened, season ended. Um, off season ended. Everybody obviously went back um, to respectable where they living off season. I went, came back to Houston. Um, I also had um, did a uh, had a, a a scope done on my on my ankle at the time, so it was like everything was just pointing towards nah. NFL is not gonna work out, or at least with the Cowboys, it's not gonna work out. Then they released me, and um, I stayed in Houston, of course. So still was always been home, and I kept on rehabbing, training, trying to um, still get signed and, and, and play. Wasn't getting any calls. Decided to go to the CFL and try to the CFL. Went to Canada, and it just was not working out. Like I was, I couldn't adjust to that play style. Like mm. the. You know, the, was it the, Saskatchewan where you went? Saskatchewan, yeah, yeah. yeah was, oh, Regina, Regina, Saskatchewan. That's what it, that's, that's what it's called. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a long sounds like a long way from Houston. Man. Yeah, it was it was far far away. But uh, but the people were cool. The people were cool. It's 
it had a it's like a, a the colors were the same as the green bay so it had a uh, and, nice. uh, and the community was like that they uh, this that's what they had they had all they had was football team but yeah. they supported them like die hard yeah yeah because they even though when i wasn't playing they were anticipating waiting, waiting for waiting ready for me to play and and you know, I was hoping and with the hope was that I was hoping I would contribute to the team, but it didn't work out. I just couldn't get acclimated to that style of play or to, yeah, it just, it just wasn't going to work out because the, the CFL rules are different. Like, if the lineup a yard behind the wall, right? The especially for a defensive player, yeah, all right? majority of the players are the size wise is different. Like, I was oversized, I had to lose a lot of weight, anyways, to come down to the play because the D linemen there are like. 275 to yeah like 270 average 275 265 like yeah yeah they're not, they're not that big and i came in at 315 325 something like that so i had to actually lose a lot of weight first to get on the field and then by the time i got on the field it just was not working out i could not adjust to it so i went back to houston uh kept on train trying to still get signed in the nfl uh, wasn't getting any calls obviously because it's the nfl and then eventually 2019 i said you know it's uh all signs are pointing towards hanging them up and called the nfl and nfl pa let them know put in my official resignation and yeah Tired. so freshly retired in 2019 in 2019 which you were what probably i was uh how old were you at the time 32 32 man that's crazy to think you were that in the nfl that long right now you're 36 36 right? yeah so so what have you been doing post-retirement i know you you've always been really active in the community with your foundation yeah, yeah well first of all, my dog had, had a had a kid so i was been parenting and always going to be parenting that's that's so it's going to be a number one job and so that that is that is i was always, i kind of like focused really try to focus on that alone and then um i officially relaunched the found my foundation this um this past uh, June, which because um, it was the 10 year anniversary of the illness, um, I wanted to, the, the timeline and time frame just seemed perfect, you know, to do it. So I relaunched the foundation this past, past um, June with the doing my birthday, doing what I always did in the past on the birthday weekend, um, with a lot of um, festivities as far as. Um, the programs in the foundation, running through some of the um, like the, the the NFL Play 60 camp, uh, tackle hunger program, all my programs with my foundation. Try to do it that weekend, and also raise funds for the foundation. Mm. Then, um, officially officially announced the third branch of the foundation, which is creating more awareness and helping families that dealt with, uh, are, are dealt with or are dealing with the illness that I beat with autoimmune illness. So that's all I've been doing lately, man. Yeah, man. I remember when you were a player, you were going to Africa and you know leading trips yeah. there for education for. And that's you know. that's um that's all um going to be coming back into fruition. Um, like I said, I relaunched the foundation to continue doing what I was doing in the past as far as the international division and the domestic division, servicing you know Houston, Katy, Louisville. And uh, Huntsville, Alabama, the places that are dear to me as far as the United States goes. And then obviously giving back home, uh, back to Africa and starting with Nigeria. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm actually um, going on a um, on a trip this uh, this December, uh, touring 
uh, several countries in Africa that have uh, American military bases and uh, interacting with the troops, um, teaching them about football, and just uh, boosting their morale. Very nice, man. What's the name of the foundation so people can find out more about it? Uh, Amobi Okoye Foundation. All right. And it's just, uh, yeah, just you can find out on my um, A-M-O-B-I-O-K-O-Y-E. We'll put it up on the screen here, yeah. too, so people can see that. Foundation.com. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, just pretty much yeah, search my name, foundation.com, and find out about information about it. Why, why has that been important to you? I, I know that's something you've been focused on since you were literally like 19 yeah. 20 years old, man. So the, the way that I came around is uh, leaving Nigeria. Um, when I came here, I wanted to become a doctor. And I wanted to go back to Nigeria and start a hospital and just somehow give back. Because, you know, Nigerians growing up, is either you're a doctor, uh, uh, an engineer, a lawyer, like this is a banker or an, an, an accountant. Those, those four things are the main things that your parents – it is strive you to be becoming an athlete was, was never number one. <laughs> so, uh, or at least they don't they don't they don't push for it. But then when he starts looking, you know, good, they're like, ah, okay. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so leaving there, um, medicine was what I wanted to do when I came back, and so that's how I always wanted to become advanced in like academics and stuff. Yeah, I love it, man, and done a lot of stuff for kids now. Well. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. You're like I said, the very first guest. You know, we glad, had- man. I'm glad, God, man. It goes back to the, yeah, man, to the to the website, uh, Texas website days, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was, I guess I was a bit old. I was three years. I was 22. I felt like I was really young back then, but that was my first job out of college. Dude. I guess the same for you, but no man, you're a little more advanced. This this crazy time flies, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time, man. I had had more hair back then, uh, you know. And so, uh, Dan, did you, did you do a lot with uh, Kevin and um, I said Kevin? Yeah, Kevin. Uh, what's Kevin? Cooper. Cooper. Kevin Cooper. Kevin Cooper yeah. and um, old Tony Wiley. Wiley. That's right. Yeah, that's the old PR staff for the Texans. Oh, and um, Zach. Zach Emmons. Shout out to Zach and uh, Coop and T. Wiley if you guys are listening. God, Dougie, what's her name again? Um, Who else were you thinking about? God. Stephanie Belton? Stephanie and... Um, Stephanie is a good friend of this day. Stephanie, it's, it's Stephanie and... Oh, my God. What was the other girl's name? PR? Tiffany Walker? Tiffany. Yeah, man. I gave her a hard time because she Jesus went to UCLA. Christ. I, I was, or she was a UCLA girl. I was USC, that was... But. That was... Yeah. Yeah, those are some man. That is way back. Yeah. Uh, front office staff of the Texans. I remember um, my rookie year. Uh, well, I had a cousin uh, that would that was that was helping my, my my brother kind of manage me, and he and I fell off or whatever. But anyways, he had given me some bad advice then, and uh, um, after after the Atlanta game. Okay. I think they wanted me to do an interview, and I didn't know the um, the the um, rules as far as uh, post game interviews, or whatever you required to do it. So I just thought I didn't have to do it because that's what my cousin had told me. He's like, you ain't got to do that. Right. But then, I, so that kind of like um, got into a little beef with the uh, Ke- uh, Cooper and all them with, <laughs> with that. They're like, no, you're supposed to do it. I just remember that today. That was, was like a learning moment for me. Like, you got obligations in media, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 
I had a few times where I incurred the wrath of the PR department for the Texans too. So I feel you on that, man. I feel you. And uh, Kevin Bastine, who was the trainer, trainer for the team. Yeah. So his daughter Shelby works for Skirtfield Group, my PR agency. Oh, okay. Uh, and she was, uh, I think she. Is Ke- Kevin is still with uh, um, Detroit Lions. He was right? with the Detroit Lions. He worked for about 30 years in the NFL. He just retired after this last year. So, you know what? I think I did see something about that yeah. on Facebook or something. Yeah, he's just uh, he's back in Houston now. But wow. Yeah, time flies, man. Wow. You know, wow. And it's coming full circle. And I was, you know, talking about stuff coming full circle. I, I'm wearing a Trillburger shirt here today, and you know, now I got we got Trillburgers in the stadium. So when you're there on Sunday, yeah. you know who you need to get on the podcast sometime. Um, what's his name? Um, the uh, Mike, the general manager. That was the, he's not there anymore. Mike McCagnan? Is that what was his last name? No, uh, black was Mike. That was the that was the equipment manager. Yeah. Oh, Mike Parson. Mike Parson. Yeah. I love Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Moby's lining up guests for us, so. Nah, I think you, you have might have to come back and be a co-host. He, I know. Man. He, I know he'll definitely have some stories. Oh uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll have you in here. You could be like our, you know, we could do a yeah, co-hosting situation. Of... You could be the honorary producer. I did a thing last week where I tried to name all the players in the fifty-three man roster, and I ended up. Only naming like seventeen, but uh, it's a work in progress, you know. Next week I'm gonna come back. I'm I'm studying right now, so next week I'm I'm gonna set a goal for like thirty. That's the goal for next week. But yeah, man, I'd love to have you back sometime. Hey, doing so, the doing homecoming weekend, we gotta get some. There's be some guys from out of town. We can try to yeah, get too. That's like gonna Casey be the stutter. I think he's coming. Wow, blast from the past. Some of these names, most people are gonna have no idea who we're talking about with like our our friends that worked for the team. Uh, unless you're like, you know, in the industry, but, uh, man, Casey, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, man. I've been trying to University get, of Texas. Yeah, I mean, I've been working on trying to get him and, um, Zach Dow, my, 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 my class, Zach Dow's and, uh, who uh, else? Uh, Fry, Fred Bennett, Brandon Fry, Fred Bennett, Jacoby, Jacoby, man. Jacoby. I still think Jacoby Jones is, might be the funniest player that I've ever, Hilarious he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever met. Jacoby, I met the first time I met Jacoby was uh, during our um, when the visits. Like we gonna go visit teams because we yeah. the same draft class. We had, we both had a visit to Pittsburgh, the Steelers, and uh, so we had a good time just hanging <laughs> out. And then we both get drafted over here. We're like, oh snap! What's yeah. up? <laughs> he was at Lane College. I remember tiny yeah. school, and you you got to see young Brian Cushing uh, as a rookie come in. Mm-hmm. Which I know you got stories. <laughs> that whole defense, man. You guys had a that was a fun squad. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I got a story. We're getting the, I got a story with Kush. <laughs> can you tell the story with Kush on the on the show? That's the question. Is it? Yeah, I might have to check with him first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we get you back on here, check with Kush. Maybe we'll get Kush. We'll, we'll try and convince Kush to do this show one of these days, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, we'll, we'll check with him first. I don't want to, I don't want Kush coming after me, so. Um, what's name lives out in Katy, actually, um, in, um, Richmond or Katy? Um, GQ, Glover Quinn. Glover Quinn, yeah. Uh, all time, he's all, that's one of the all time guys right there, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of names, a lot of, man, it's, uh, you know what, and for me, that's, the thing with with D'Amico Ryan's getting hired back, it's like 
it's bringing back some yeah. of those memories of those days, you know. Yeah. And and I love seeing the guys from your era being excited about the team again. It's getting me fired up, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that's uh, that's what we're doing here. We're we're trying to remember the Texans, you know. So. Indeed. Uh, so appreciate you coming on, man. And no doubt. No uh, check doubt. this out on the Apollo on. HOU uh, network, and it'll be on all the streaming platforms and all that. Amobia Koye, check out the Amobia Koye Foundation. You can look at how you can maybe support some of the stuff that uh, AO is doing in the community. And Go H-Town. Go H-Town. Hey, thanks again, man. And, yeah. We coming. Go Today. Texans. Oh, after, yeah. After we coming, then we're going to be here. But we coming right now. Coming. <laughs> it's a coach channel in the coach prime right there. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Moby. For sure. All right.